you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness, and longing changes you. This is Viloma, hosted by Jean Vandenberg. Jean is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Viloma. How are you today, Jean? Good morning, Catherine. I'm doing very well, and I'm looking forward to talk to the families and the mums and dads uh, after the loss of a child. I think it is so important that we do this podcast today. That's good to hear, Jean. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Jean, in the first episode, we talked about the enormous difficult emotions after a child has died. It is clear that the death of a child cannot be compared to any other loss as it is a life-changing experience. Now, you've mentioned that the dynamic of the family changes after a child has died. Could you please tell us what you mean by that? Uh, yes, Kathleen, thank you. The dynamic of a family is forever changed. Mum and Dad, let me explain to you. The marriage unites, but grief places the emphasis on individuality. It's true that each person has his or her own style and rhythm of grieving, which, according to the personality, the temperament, and past experiences of loss, will form their own pattern. It is very rare that both the parents will be on the same level of grieving all the time. Mutual support during times of stress may always have been taken for granted, but one cannot lean on someone bent double from own pain. So it is true that after the initial shock, there will be after a few weeks or months a big gap in the process. Each of the parents will have to cope on his or her own way. Certainly having each other for comfort would be the logical solution. But unfortunately, as a number of parents whose child died have discovered, it is impossible to give comfort when you feel an equal grief. The problem we bereaved parents face is that life is going on around us while we frequently think we have become incapable of going on with life. What also happens is that one spouse, usually the husband, will set his needs aside and postpone or blocks his own grieving to be the stronger one the protector. It then happens also that when the wife is starting to lift her head up again, the husband is in need of patience and empathy, but by now it is expected that he has mourned and is able to relinquish his grief. When one of the couple block their emotions 
because they fear being overwhelmed by their pain. They find themselves in the same predicament. It will mean that none would feel free to ask for support and this will cause distress and expectations. This would then be the time to find the bereavement counsellor as grief does not just dissolve, it must be worked through. Parents also must know that it is true that if both are actively mourning, you will find that because individual rhythms are different, that one of you is having an easier day and the other one is immersed in suffering, it would be impossible to express mutual love, respect and caring. Try to be patient and understanding with each other. If you find sharing of emotions very stressful, ongoing silence can erect barriers. And the, the solution for both the communicator and the one who has withdrawn is in being prepared to listen. Mum, both you and your spouse together gave life and love to your child. You are united through the beauty of your memories and the intimacy of wordless understanding. A very important tip that I can give is do not plan any major changes in your lives during the first year after a death. Whilst mourning, your reasoning is not as clear and objective as you might think. So, John, how is the dynamic if, the, if there's a step-parent involved and the one party is a step-parent and the other is the biological parent and the child passes? This is a very important question. As a step-parent might only be part of the family for a short time or has been in the parent role for many years. Whichever of these categories, the step-parent may have the problem that some people do not recognize or acknowledge his or her grief. You may find yourself constantly bypassed in their concern for the natural parent's welfare. You might wish to state quite clearly that the family's pain is your own. You might feel that though your grief over the death of the child, you have little right to do so, for you have known him or her for so a short time. Your spouse, your spouse might challenge you saying that you cannot possibly understand his or her feelings and can therefore be of little comfort. A fair amount of inner security and a great deal of patience are helping in weathering these storms. Step-parent must try not to take offence. Allow your spouse to offload emotions and offer your love and your support. It would be good to find someone with whom you can share your grief and concerns so that you have support and understanding. 
if your wife or husband was widowed, the death of the child could be seen to be bringing about a reunion between the two deceased family members. And because the bereaved yearn for their loved ones and often wish to join them, you may be excluded and feel almost irrelevant. Great tolerance and understanding will be required until your spouse is again able to recognize the worth of living with present relationships. And in all of this, I think then you, as the parents, can understand the dynamics of the family is really changing. When the previous marriage was ended by divorce and the child died, grief can make a relationship with a parent who left pertinent once more. The shared parenting and love for that child constitute a bond that may be validated by the mutual sense of loss. If that parent returns, the children in the family are likely to become confused. Nevertheless, you may have to allow your spouse time with his former partner. Kathleen, remember that every family is unique. It is important to note that each situation requires sensitivity and tact. If needed, please seek professional help. And then, John, what about the other siblings in the family? This is also a very valid question, and one needs to address the dynamics of the siblings in the grieving period. Although young children might not understand the concept of death, they do know about flowers that die or have lost a pet in the family. It is important to tell the child as he or she will be upset if witnessing crying and not have any explanation of the reasons. A small child might be very upset and after some time seems to be playing and laughing outside. A small child does not know how to deal with emotions and stress and will need help to mourn. Do not be afraid to cry in front of him. In telling your son that big boys do not cry, you are encouraging him to grow up with a limited capacity for emotional expression and a healthy outlet for his feelings. Children need to know what their family members are experiencing and a great deal can be worked through in play. His grief and the timing thereof is unique and different to yours because his relationship with the deceased child was not the same. He might regret the mean things said or done and find it difficult to forgive himself. He may be scared of the intensity of the pain he experiences and also might be feeling a lot of pain on behalf of the parents. A bereaved child might be impatient for attention because of feeling insecure and helpless. Survivor guilt can also trouble children and sometimes a child may think that his parents would have preferred to have the deceased sibling back and him dead instead. 
And that is very true because it was also an experience that we had in our own family. Loving reassurance is essential. Communication is vital. Some children will ask questions and it is good to listen to the questions and comments. Your child may react with anxiety and regressive behavior to get attention and reassurance. Allow your child or children to be distracted with activities and have the freedom to visit or not visit the grave. Sleep and eating disturbances are common during the morning period. Discuss the circumstances with the teacher and friends' parents as they can help with the initial period where the parents are in such a turmoil and shock. Jean, how about the bereaved adolescent? How does this affect them? Kathleen, the death of a sibling brings an enormous amount of anxiety and place huge demands upon youngsters in this age group. The relationship with the deceased sibling is likely to have been changeable to some extent, and this leaves the surviving sib with self-accusation and possible anger towards his brother or sister. There might also be feelings of guilt. The need to talk about the circumstances at home might be discussed with a good friend or peer group. People generally seem to show concern only for the parents. There is the expectation of some that the adolescents will get over this grief in a matter of weeks. Teenagers are generally more able to cope with the immediate impact of circumstances than younger children. How can the parents help the teenager? By talking openly about your deceased child and by listening to what they say. Show them respect for their way of grieving as it will be different than yours. As family members, include them in the plans, ceremonies and difficulties in the road after the funeral. A teenager will need much support and will also be more willing to engage in the changes experienced in the dynamics of the household. You can also explain to the adolescents that you might be inconsolable for a time and that it will be painful for them to witness. But assure them of your love and that they are still very important and part of your life. The death in the family affects concentration, and so it may be that the adolescent studies may suffer. Help them to understand and revise expectations of their standard of work. The emotions of anger, guilt, blame, sadness might manifest through abnormal behavior and acting out episodes. The hierarchy of the siblings has changed. If the oldest child died, the second born might feel uncomfortable with the idea that he is now the oldest. If the youngest child died, the older ones might also feel responsible as they were part of the growing up process. If the middle child died, 
the age gap between the oldest and the youngest bring own challenges in the dynamics of the family. There's also another important point that we need to touch on is parental overprotectiveness. This is natural reaction, but can be very difficult for both teenagers and adults. A parent who is dealing with the death of one child struggles with the fear of losing another child. A round table conversation with the parents and the children is of utmost importance. Explaining the fear from the side of the parents and bring in some requests such as texting when they are visiting friends as to their whereabouts for the first couple of months would bring reassurance to the parents. Discuss that your overprotectiveness stems from both love and fear. Youngsters may watch your marriage become strained and feel anxious whilst feel healing, also feeling helpless. Answer their questions as best as you can and admit your confusion and share time talking, listening and hugging. Their grief might be different than yours, but it's also very deep and frightening for them. I have dealt with many adults that told me that they lost their parents also the day their brother or sister died. Create times as a family for relief of grief, a bride, a movie evening, whatever you all can whatever you can all escape into together. It may help to include a few friends. Parents, try not to blame yourself, your spouse or children for the disorder of your family life at present. Rather share the responsibility for resolving it. A tight bond that is established between the family members in the first year of grief will have a positive impact on everyone for the rest of their lives. There is no timeline for this process. Every family member needs as much care and love and time to get to terms with a new family order. Mutual support, understanding and patience amongst the family members are needed. When our daughter died, I realized how my grief impacted on our younger two daughters. I explained to them that I have all four children in each own special place in my heart. But with the one that was ripped out, the gaping wound was deep and bleeding. And they need to give me time to attend to this wound, stressing that it did not change the places that the other three children have in my heart. Kathleen, I trust that this will help families through the hardest time they are facing. Next time we will talk about how the death of a child impacts extended families, friends and work colleagues and what to expect. 
Thank you very much for your time, John. It's very insightful and we thank you for, for being there and giving parents who are going through this the guidance and the support that they, that they so badly need. Thank you, Kathleen. And to all the parents, I keep you close in my heart and remember that this time, although it is so hard, is also a time of growing and listening to your family members and getting closer to them. May you all be blessed. Thank you for listening to Viloma. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jean van den Berg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child and would like to connect with Jean, please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.